Welcome all, you have made it to Bones of a Nurse podcast, where we dive into stories of personal transformation, how to use these amazing unfoldings in your everyday life, and how to start today. Are you ready for an uplift? Joining us today is a modern day mystic, Eileen Duval, an intuitive life coach. She works with people one-on-one so that they can discover how they can start today with improving their self-care. Join us as we talk about why being the caretaker of your own soul is how to improve your life immediately, the lives of your family and friends, and to help change the world. And that's it. We're on. Oh, Wow. Hey, Eileen, um, I'm so excited to um, have you here. Can you tell us um, who you are and a little bit of what you do? Thank you, Tanya. Well, you know, I was thinking about that because who am I? I guess I would consider myself a mystic. Um, I'm very, um, I'm a light worker and I'm interested in the unseen. Um, I think I've labeled myself as many different things in my lifetime. And I just, it's, it's changing all the time. So I'm um, a mystic who works with energy, who helps people get in touch with the depths of their soul. Um, It's humbling. It's, um, it changes my life every time I sit with someone. So I'm, I'm grateful for every experience I get to have. And as I get more into it and, and kind of let go of my ego more, the experiences become deeper and spirit comes through me in ways that I just, I'm, I just don't even, I, I never would have expected. Yeah, Eileen, I'm so grateful for you too. Um, oh, thank I'm, you, Tanya. I to share that, yeah, you've helped um, me in some amazing ways. And I think people forget that small tidbits of conversation that are coming from a really high light place can move and stay with people forever. And there are definitely things that you have said to me that um, just helped me transform. Uh, I just want to give an example. Um, Like I remember being like, you know, I just feel like my self-esteem is just is just not there. I don't have a self-esteem. And you said, Tanya, I feel your self-esteem. You have a wonderful, strong self-esteem. And something clicked when, mm. when you said that. So you helped me. You've spoken to my mother. I've sent you to friends. So um, the way that you work in such a light, positive way is so much different than um, I've worked with anybody else in the past. And it makes you, for me, it made me take more responsibility for my healing because I was moved so much in a positive positive way. Yes. And and that's the actual thing. I'm I'm what I would call a projector. I lead people in the direction that I can sense from their soul that they need to go. I'm not I'm not about fixing anyone. I'm not about setting goals per se. I mean, I said I was a life coach. I would say I'm more of a I don't know, spiritual co- I, you know, who knows what I am. I I'm just a being that has been blessed with some many lifetimes of healing experiences that I've come into this lifetime to share and to help others see the light in themselves. I think that's the thing. And while I do that for others, I get to do that for myself too, because we're all our biggest critics. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how you started as a little girl? You were mentioning that you had some experiences pretty young on how it just evolved in this lifetime. Yes. And I don't know that I really, at the time, realized the experiences. About three years ago, I decided to write a book just about 
my life. I was going, I've been going through some deep healing since my divorce and it's really brought up a lot of things for me. And I wrote about being in the hospital. I had meningitis and, um, as you know, a little, little girl, you were a little girl, as a little girl. Yeah. At five. And I, and I was, you know, isolated. No one could, you know, I don't even think my, at that time, I don't even think my mom spent the night. Um, but I remember having this nurse come to my bedside and she was making this sock pup fit for me. And there was something about her. She was definitely, she just, I don't think I knew it at the time, but it was like, she was giving me this gift, like blessing me with this gift of healing or wisdom or love or something or faith, maybe faith. Cause my parents said I had so much faith for a small child. And, um, you know, I've had many of those experiences over my life where I look back at them. And at the time, I don't think I saw the value or the magic. Um, and then, you know, then I just smile and think, oh, look at that. They just came into my life at the perfect time and said the perfect thing and just helped me scoot along down a little further. So, um, yeah. And I have a, a question about that yeah. um, type of faith. So for me, like my faith is that I, um, I know when I die that I will be greeted with tremendous light and love, but yes. it's not something active that I have in my everyday life. So when you talk about faith when you were young, is this a active in, in real time experience of connection and trust? You know, it's progressed over the years. I don't think I knew it as a small child. I know I was always really compassionate for people and people were always drawn to me and, and told me their deepest, darkest secrets. And I was always honored. And, um, you know, somehow I would find some wise words to share with them and, and almost think, where did that come from? Wow. Um, you know, so I think um, it, it, it's definitely evolved and it, it evolves when you go through um, dark nights of the soul and you just feel like, wow, how am I going to get through this? And I, I hear I hear spirit a lot. I hear my guides a lot. Um, and it's it, it just gets stronger and stronger as I surrender more and get out of my own way. And, and um, um, I had one experience. It was years ago, I think I, uh, maybe 20 years ago. And I was I went and had my palm read, you know, at this party. And this was before I had any idea. I knew I was wise, but I didn't know that I was, you know, had this healing ability or had this um, way to connect with people. And this, this palm reader looked at my palm and he looked at me and he said, oh my gosh, you've been through so much. And he wasn't talking about this lifetime per se. He was talking about all the lifetimes that I have been through that have led me to this space and time to actually be here um, and help people see their light within. But he said, you know, you're here to help one soul at a time. And I really took that to heart because that's, I'm not big on being in front of a crowd. I'm very good at connecting one-on-one -on -one so I can really focus on the energy of that person and really be present. Um, but I remember that. And I remember going back and telling my neighborhood friends, I, I lived in a suburban area in Walnut Creek that was very religious um, and had very strict feelings about, um, you know, palm readers, psychics, anything that was not per se in, in their line of um, their guidelines of what's spiritual or what's good or what's kind. Um, so I just remember at that time thinking, I have to really um, censor myself 
Did you, did you really know that it was a lot of um, um, past life um, yes. experiences that had carved you into grace, and you you didn't think, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about because I in this lifetime has or anything like that. No, I mean I haven't had. I mean I haven't had a horrible. I, I've had my set of challenges, but it touched my soul, and I think that's the thing that, like you had said, that I'd said something to you, and and that's the thing. It's like when we, when someone says something that touches our soul or that makes us think of something, we need to take note of that. And I did take note of that, and I knew that I had to censor myself while my children were young and in the neighborhood that I was in because. I was afraid for them that, you know, people would think, oh, your mom's a wackadoodle. Um, so, you know, I kind of tempered that for, for, for many years, really, until I um, found, I was adopted. And when I found my half-sister, who's very psychic and, and spiritual and, and always has been, you know, she just came in that way and really connected to that part of herself. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, do I have any of that? And just going through some training and some energy healing work with a dear friend, um, she had actually done some healing on me and I knew I wanted to learn more about that work. And, and so I went through the training and it's just evolved in a way that I had no idea. I always knew that I was here for a greater purpose, but I didn't really know what that was. And I still don't know what it is. I'm just being led and um, I'm open, I'm surrendered. And I think that's what we're all learning to do right now is everything, all our normal state um, has kind of been taken away from us. So we almost are forced to surrender and go within and listen to the own higher voice that we have. I don't know. Yeah, so it sounds like there's there's a lot of subtleties day in and day out. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because I know that a lot of us have to make sure we do our self care. And um, yeah. you know, if you could tell us a little bit about what that that self care is, and then also what happens on a day that you don't have control of the day, how are you able to to reset? You know, without having it done, maybe there's a day that you didn't get to do a meditation or. Sure, or sure. Sure. I think I've learned, I, I mean, I, I, I've always been a runner or I've been a runner. I started running maybe when I was 20, but that was my sense of meditation because I could kind of clear my head and, and leave my body. I didn't really know it at the time. I know that more now. Um, I think being in nature is really powerful. And I always, you know, I'm sure I've told you that many times to go out in nature. There's always many signs out in nature, whether it's flowers or birds or just sounds that you hear that are actually the universe or the higher gods telling you things or supporting you or reinforcing that there is magic that's coming or there is possibility and hope. And I think that for me is, as I said, I was a mystic. I look for the magic and kind of the unseen in everything I do, even when I'm driving down the road. You know, if I see a certain sign or a, a car that has sham, you know, like a van that has shamrocks on it. I'm like, oh, it's my dad. He's, he's with me. You know, I, I get a little bit, um, but it keeps me in that place of um, hopefulness and trust that we really are supported in everything we do. Not just when we're sitting in meditation or in a yoga class, but when we're in line at the grocery store, there's magic. Wow. And then, um, and, and like, do you, and you said that you do some meditation 
um, every every day? Is that morning or evening? Usually, yeah, I do. You know, I do it when it, it happens throughout the day. Like if I find myself feeling really anxious or if my energy has gotten a little thrown, I'll just close my eyes for five minutes and breathe or three minutes, you know, and just ground myself. I've learned a lot about grounding energetically. And it's, you know, it's a process. I've taken classes throughout the years. And and so now for me, I can root myself and kind of tune into my aura a little bit more quickly than I used to be able to. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a practice, like every everything, every day it gets a little bit easier. And not to say that it's not hard some days, because some days I'm on my knees, you know, in a fetal position. Um, but it's about trusting that I have a song that's um, by Wilson Phillips, Hold On For One More Day. It's There's always something that's gonna come the next day that's gonna make, help you understand why something happened the day before. You know, it's that process of trusting that you're exactly where you need to be. And all the people in your life are in the, in your life for a reason to help reflect back to you what you came here to learn and do and be. Beautiful. So um, what type of work are you um, doing now? Um, how, how often are you meeting with people and, and what is that? You know, you know, I, I, I really, it's interesting because I, I, I've always been that person that waits for people to come to me. Um, so I'm not right now, you know, it's, it, it's a constant thing just with friends that I'm doing. And right now I really am focusing on, there's a lot going on in the world. So whether I'm working with someone directly, I'm working on the energy of the world. You know, we all are doing that one person at a time. And, and the more we focus on our own, growth and our own peace and our own self-love, acceptance, releasing guilt, shame, the more it, 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 you know, it's the domino effect in the world. So um, I, you know, I, my life is very simple. Um, it's very simple. That's wonderful. So, uh, and then I just wanted to ask about, I, I know you had mentioned to me, and I think it might be beautiful to share that, you know, people forget to ask for help out loud. And um, can you tell us a little bit about how that becomes really powerful when you do ask for help from angels or your higher power and what that's like? Yes. You know, it's interesting because we do have free will. And there's there's I mean, sometimes when I'm in my meditation, I can just see all these angels like around me going, OK, you just have to ask us to come in. But we do forget because they're there to help us. But we have the we get to choose our life experience and we get to choose how much we want to learn and grow in this lifetime. You know, we we can stop right here and say, okay, I'm done. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to expand my consciousness anymore, or we can keep going. But um, I usually in the morning, I'll say a prayer or ask for something before my feet even touch the ground. Um, because I'll wake up sometimes in, um, I don't want to say gloom and doom, but I, I feel the heaviness of the world. And so it's a, it's a conscious thing that I need to do to kind of shed that, wash it off and um, call in all the magic and the, the possibility that we're all here to, to experience. Beautiful. That's a wonderful way to verbalize it. I absolutely love that. I was just going to ask, um, you know, when you ask for help or work with um, mm -hmm. 
divinity with the universe, there's a huge element of letting go and trusting. And so that's where it gets kind of weird when you're like, well, how do I know the right angels? Or how do I know really light beings are going to be there rather than other interested beings? What does you think about that? Well, I think you get to know the sense of your heart. You know, I think working um, because the the work that I do, I do work with past life energies and there's, you know, I feel a lot of energies and I can tell just um, uh, in, in, internally, there's a warm, fuzzy feeling that you get. I don't know how else to explain wow. it. You, know, you feel at peace. Like if something doesn't, like in anything that you do, if something feels like, oh, this, this is not right, um, but you think you're supposed to do it, it's about tuning in. Your higher self is kind and gentle and sweet. It can be fierce when it needs to be fierce, but it's not scary. It's really not scary. And I think that's the thing. We listen to so many other voices and um, ideas about what we think we're supposed to do. And that's the surrender piece is letting go of the old programming from childhood, from jobs, relationships, parenting, whatever it is that we've um, um, these, these, these layers that we put on thinking we have to carry them around forever. So some of it is just a, a practice of really knowing. Um, and I think we all know, we just pretend like we don't know. You know, you know when there's a red flag, you know when you're, something is just not in your heart space. Yeah, because there's a red flag, but you're simultaneously feeling resistance, unco- discomfort. So it's like, and you're forcing, it's not comfortable. So yeah, I guess yeah. it's learning the grace of, of living in a life of more trust. So yeah, I I can see how it would take, it takes um, a lot of years of your life before you can do that (laughs) with a lot of ease. I think it takes a lot of lifetimes. I don't know, (laughs) because I I think about it. I'm like, you know, I'm 58 and I thought, gosh, this is not where I thought my life would be, but it's still, it's beautiful, but it's certainly not you know, not the plan that maybe I thought about 20 years ago. Um, And I think that's it. It's letting go of the um, expectations of what we think life is supposed to be or what we think or how we think we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to have accomplished. um, Because it's really something that's internal that no one can judge or um, take away from you. It's, it's, your higher essence that we're not taught how to to nurture that part of ourselves. We're almost taught to to um, belittle it and shame it. Um, and I think that's the thing that it it takes a while if you've spent your life belittling and shaming yourself to stay woke. You know, stop. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I think that's been my process over the last ten years, really. So you're um, it's like your technique in this lifetime is to be your own caretaker of this almost like a an inner garden that's yours you love that that's a the song you hear and the vibrancy you you tune into and everything else comes falls after that well you draw it to you i think that's the thing we're so used to going out and trying to force things to happen and the universe will bring things to you in the right time and there's an impatience that we have and i have it too you know i think gosh, what am I supposed to be doing? And then I'm reminded you're doing it. Every day you're doing it when you wake up and you're a loving, kind spirit that um, radiates that out in the world. However, however, we all do it. We're doing wow. it. 
Yeah, our minds are definitely built to not put that as a yeah. as an accomplishment or a beautiful job. Yes, exactly. And it's 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 I think I, I'm watching more, I'm witnessing more people become more conscious and more um, frustrated with the external things that they thought were going to bring them happiness and joy and and really going, huh, that I'm here and I thought I should be happy, but I'm not. Um, so there is a shift, a big shift that's happening. There's a big awakening that's taking place, whether people want to admit it or not. We're, we're shifting and changing. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happening now? Um, you know, more about that. I mean, because I, I remember hearing like, you know, that people really have a choice to like sink more into their discomfort or to really, really evolve now. What do you see yeah. with that? Well, I think discomfort sometimes is is not such a bad thing because it tells you certain parts of yourself that maybe you've held on to that now you need to let go of. Um, I think, I think for me, there's a, a state of being that I have um, that's not really encouraged in the world. I have even friends, people that love me, they're like, well, what are you doing today? You know, what have you done today? Like, I have to have this checklist of certain things that I've done. Right. And you know, for me, if I've tuned in and accepted and loved myself and really accepted my process and had faith, or you know, established this faith that I'm going to know exactly what I need to do next and trusting in that, um, that's a huge accomplishment for me. And I think more of us are, are waking up to that that there is a beauty in um, being, you know, and trusting. Um, we haven't been taught to do that. You know, our kids are not taught to do that. Mm -hmm. They're not taught to go within and listen to that beautiful, um, higher part of themselves. We, we, we teach them to shut it down. You know, it, it, it breaks my heart, but, you know, hopefully that will change. Hopefully we'll witness that change. Yeah, yeah. So um, some advice. Um, and can you hear me okay? My, is no, my can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, like, you know, I, I try, we try as parents to bring out that best in our kids, but um, a lot of people are struggling right now because, you know, they're at mm -hmm. home more. So in, in what ways um, would we be able to give a platform for our kids to be who they really are spiritually? And do you think, I mean, I feel like as a mom, I really understand my kids or at least some of them, because, <laughs> you know, I'm always ones are a little bit harder to understand and, and grasp than others. But w what would be some, some work we can do as mothers for our kids right now? Well, I think the greatest gift, and this is what I've learned because I have many areas in my parenting that I, that I can say I failed because um, I wasn't as authentic to myself. I was trying to play a role that wasn't comfortable for me. And I didn't trust that I could just be myself, that that's what my children needed me to be. Um, and so I think sometimes as parents, we focus more on our children and we forget to focus on ourselves and we're the ultimate reflection to them that they're watching and witnessing. So if we're always kind of trying to make their world better, safer, this or that, and we're you know, all over the place and feeling crazy, they're gonna feel that. Our children feel us, they're tuned into us. And you know, that saying of, of putting on your, you know, if you're 
in an airplane and, you know, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first before you put your, you know, someone younger or, or, you know, that's has health issues or whatever. Um, there's something to that. We forget to self nurture. The self nurturing piece is huge in, in, um, showing our loved ones and our children how to do it themselves. Cause they're not taught that, you know, yeah. I, I just feel like as a child myself, like I was raised with, I could definitely see where I was immediately, I remember the comments that shut me down for, you know, being too much, too bright, too much of a people pleaser. Yes. All these things were just like so, so negative. And so I really didn't know how to be in the world. So I, and now finally I'm 38, finally being like, okay, the world is not going to build a platform for me. I have to do it to honor myself you know, so that I have a, a space to be myself. So yes. that's really interesting because I, I know that all of us have those ideas of whatever their gifts are, almost like it's a shame in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mine was sensitive. I can cry at the drop of a hat because I can feel other people's pain. And, you know, I mean, I've learned to 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 adjust it a little bit, but that was something, you know, um, or I'd voice certain things that I'd feel or sense, oh, oh, just be quiet, just ignore that, just ignore that. And so there's a lot of reprogramming that we've, we have to do. And, and that would certainly be nice if um, our younger generation didn't have to go back and reprogram themselves, that they were allowed to shine and be bright just as they are, because we're not supposed to be the same. We're all different. And there's a beauty in that. And we're all gifted. Yeah. Yes, we're all gifted. And if we all kind of, if we all pursued our gifts and followed what, what made our hearts sing, the world would be completely different. But we're kind of uh, shown that we have to do all of these different things and be good at all of these different things, even though, you know, maybe our hearts, our hearts not in it. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a misfire about um, having to be everything we're we're who we are and um wow that's really interesting i definitely feel that i definitely feel the pressure to be everything it's really interesting yes. to see that as a misfire yes i mean we're all you know you hear people say oh you're enough you're enough but who really feels that way i mean you know there's this constant pressure i was watching this documentary last night i probably shouldn't have but it was on the um social media dilemma oh yeah, my gosh have you did you see it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, anyway so you know that was like wow we really at least people are acknowledging that we really need to stop and step back and come back to our humanity and to the essence of who we are as human beings and as individuals and not try and stomp out that that magic spark we have yeah, that it really motivated me to want to clean up everything that I put on my social media to where it's only messages of of, of lift. Um, so that was really great. I became conscious yeah. of that. But also I'm realizing, okay, you know, where I'm so aware now of when my phone will suck me in. Yes. So that's, it's like, it's almost like a new, it, I am seeing it now as a new distraction that we didn't have to live with. Yes. Our train of thoughts are constantly interrupted by that, that pull. And that's so sad, you know, so, so interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's almost, you know, like I know it, I can't imagine having children at home right now and raising them, but there is a comfort in that because when children are home, they're totally themselves. And, you know, there's a beauty in that to be able to be. Um, Absolutely. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, because when you go into a classroom, there's an energy of restriction and, you know, everyone's supposed to know how to learn the same way and be the same way and and all of these things it's like taking all these magical beings like these magical little fairies and putting them in a box and saying okay we're strapping your wings down so you know i think there's a lot of things that are going to come out of this that we we don't know yet or we haven't seen yet because um, there's a lot of systems that have been broken that now with this awakening as i'll call it um is going to help us restructure the way we deal with our, um, our our beautiful children and just our elderly and all you know just humanity as a whole you know we're all we're all wounded you know and how did we allow all of our how did we allow ourselves to all be wounded there's 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 a there's something um, about that that needs to be healed where that's interesting and i i agree so i can kind of see two things you know one the wounds are motivation the discomfort causes you to move to a good place but but what i feel like you're saying is also the wounds are a little bit more than they're supposed to be so Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a really interesting like um divide where two things coexist that don't make sense where it's in the in-between i mean is that something is yeah, that- I think that's I think that's a really beautiful I, we're really I mean, I think we're in the in between right now. It's like we're leaving this this dysfunction of this old way of being and we're like, OK, we're ready for the next phase, but we haven't quite figured out what that's going to be yet. We're kind of in a holding pattern and the holding pattern is almost like it feels like it's a time for us to kind of neutralize the systems that have been placed in the past that are actually the patterns and belief systems that we have in our energetic body that we've taken on as normal and right. And, um, you know, what we think we're supposed to do. So we're cleansing that right now in a, in a uncomfortable way for many, many more than others. And, um, how is it that, um, I'm I'm just wondering how myself um, can support others. I, I know that you said with our children, just to recognize, um, you know, ourselves a lot. Is that also mm-hmm. going to be work that's going to help our closest friends? Or are there other intentions that we could set with people that are really close in our lives to help see who who they are deep down? Is that a, a space that would be helpful if we would ha- make sure we we held? Well, absolutely. And, and, and my belief is that, that we kind of choose, you know, every lifetime who we're going to come in with, you know, you have, you call the, you talk about soulmates or deja vu or all those things. It's like, we choose to learn these lessons with these people, even people that maybe we don't like, or that, you know, might cause some discomfort or make us kind of go, Oh, I don't really want to deal with that right now. So there's, if you can look at the people in your life, that they're um, on their own journey um, and that really what they need, we all need from each other is to, to accept each other and to love each other and to um, love ourselves and, and have, you know, healthy boundaries about what works for us and what doesn't work for us without feeling guilty about, um, 
um, sharing our feelings um, or sharing uh, things that that we're not comfortable with. Um, I, I'm feeling like I'm going off track, but um, I, yeah. I, I, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I can see that with, with um, it's almost like more confidence in ourselves enough to develop the boundaries, like landing in ourselves and almost um, landing in ourselves to a point where we're not looking at, looking at ourselves as a winner. We need, it's almost um, landing in ourselves without that I'm a winner and you're a loser, but um, you know, more of like a, a humble, constant work. And that's where we're open enough to share that. I mean, I'm, I kind of see that it's hard for us not to live in a world of comparison, especially with social media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, it's that humble grace. That's the ultimate let go. So we're, we need to look at flow and um, um, you know, almost a carved out uh, refinement as, as um, peace, not win or perfect body or yeah. all the perfect life or all the things. So grace is the, Grace is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Wow. So, so when we see that in others support that, um, uh, celebrate that, it seems like, you know? Yeah. I think there's just like this, um, we're trying to get away from the polarization of this is right. That's wrong. You're right. I'm, you know, I'm wrong or, you know, just, um, almost, you know, looking at things more neutrally, you know, it, it, it's, it, there's such a, um, we all get to think and feel and believe the way we want to, you know, I think that's the thing. And that hasn't always been celebrated or um, encouraged. Um, well, yeah. And, and I think there's also too, we've also been ta taught to keep our shadow down, you know, to sh not show people that, that ugly, crazy side of yourself, because then they're not going to love you. And what happens is if we repress that part of ourselves and not accept all of ourselves, it comes out in times like this, where there's no, you can't fake it anymore. And I think we're seeing a lot of that out in the world. So I, I've, I've done a lot of shadow work in my life. And there's lots of parts of myself that that I don't know that I really liked, but I had to learn to like and love because um, we all have them. And I think there's, um, it's really about taking the ghosts out of the closet and celebrating all the ghosts, you know, and celebrating yeah. them for the lessons that they teach you. Um, and, you know, for the aspects of yourself that maybe society doesn't always celebrate, but they're necessary. You know, we, there is always dark and light. There's always, you know, there always is, there always will be, it's not going to go away. Beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit about as today we're entering October and mm -hmm. um, I know we have two full moons. Um, what can we yeah. have you seen that um, we can think about and move through as we go through this month? Well, you know, this today is a full moon in Aquarius. And so there's a lot of like there's a lot of energy. Um, it's also in Aries, which is um, kind of a, a feisty sign, you know, so it's really about being conscious about the um, the thoughts and feelings that come up and to really, um, a, it's a really good time to self-nurture. And it's also a time of we're, we're harvesting some things and lessons, you know, we've been through a lot this year so far. And I think there's going to be some, uh, some um, 
I know for myself, looking back going, wow, I, I didn't really understand why that happened, but now I, I get it. And I see that I've created this strength within myself that had that not happened, I wouldn't have, have known that about myself. So I think that's what this month is going to be showing us. Um, some harvest, you know, some, some like, um, some things to celebrate. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, this has been amazing. I, I just wanted yeah. to see if you wanted, you said you had a really moving um, healing experience today. Does, are there any parts of that that you would like to share or? Yeah, I have my dear friend, um, Shelly, who is the one that actually um, I went to for my healing and, and she was actually my teacher in my healing process. Um, the It's spiritual response therapy is what she you know, what we work with. But anyway, she, she just, I, there was this place where I um, was feeling not enough just about talking, like, who am I to talk? You know, oh. who am I to share my experience? And that comes from lifetimes of feeling not enough, you know, and, and probably comes from being adopted. But anyway, she played this beautiful song for me and just walked me through this healing where I was one with the divine, where I really felt like I was standing on the hands of the divine mother and being embraced by the divine mother. And, and I think if we allow ourselves to connect to the earth or the divineness that is innate within all of us, um, it's so humbling. You know, I just thought, how could I ever feel unsafe or unloved? I'm so loved and I'm so cherished and nothing anyone does or says can take away from that. So it, it was just a, there's some magic in the stillness of, of going within and really trusting that what you're hearing and you're seeing from, you know, above or the universe is, if it's loving and kind, it's, it's meant for you. Um, and yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. I guess I just, um, I hear a lot that people are like, I don't, oh, it's amazing. You have so many stories and I don't have any stories. And I'm like, that's, that's just not true. Like we all just have had these beautiful, um, emergences and re-emergences in our lifetime. And we just don't know how to look at them. It is so hard to look at our own story. So this book you were writing, did you, um, have you, are you, is it still a work in process? Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wrote it for more for myself, I think to witness my journey and to witness the obstacles that I've overcome and to witness the people that have touched my life and to witness the, the lives that I've touched, you know, so there was something about it and maybe I'll do something with it. You know, I, people say, I'll publish it and this, and, and it's, it's more, it was a healing for my soul. And I, and I love to write and I, I, you know, definitely might do more with it. Um, but it was more for myself. You know, there's something about going back and reflecting on all the different parts of yourself that have made you your whole and what parts to let go of or what parts that you have let go of. And yeah. why. I definitely, when I've been doing some writing too, and at first I'm like, oh my God, these are such dark experiences. Like yeah. But at the end, what you see is complete gratitude because you're like, oh my God, this person came into my life and the complete, completely changed my trajectory. And then, and then you want to reach out to that person and say, I realized. And so that's, that's fantastic. You know, so you're kind of like having to be like, okay, I got to write this story and you know, people are not going to like this 
yes you feel, you feel. but um the truth is is that gold is like the connections and um i just i just feel so grateful for the little tiny you know phrases that meaningful people have said to me that have changed my life and i i guess i just don't want people to forget what an impact they have on others when they're coming from their heart you know it's it's just been so so meaningful for me and it sounds like that it has been for you too yeah, I think that's what I, I think when we come from our heart, you can't go wrong. And I, I, I know that I've given that guidance to many because it's been the guidance that I've used for myself. When I center myself in my heart and really come from a loving place and not my ego place, everything just flows beautifully. We've just forgotten how to, how to center in our heart. Um, that's, where all, that's where the juiciness is. Are you quicker now to be like, oh, these are ego thoughts? And to Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, I am. And and I, I laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, well, look at you, little darling. You know, what is that about? Yes. yes. Yeah. And I see that. I can do that, but I don't know how to go back to the heart. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, these are oh, all. I think you do. I, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. I think it's. it's just uh, like a, you just let it go. You just. Yeah. It and just go. Ugh, and let it go. Yeah. There's a, it's surrender. And there's humor. Yeah. There has to be some humor. We have to laugh at ourselves because you know, we've been programmed to be a certain way. So to even acknowledge that there's something off or there's some play or there's some way that we maybe aren't comfortable being anymore is huge, you know, to, to celebrate that. Like, wow. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, um, you know, I was talking about nursing earlier and you reminded yeah. me of that with your story. Um, you know, I of, uh, often nurses, you know, they don't realize how spiritual the job is. But when you start to work at the bedside and you're moved, you're moved to work at the bedside from a place greater than yourself. And so it's yeah. it's very it's very interesting. There's no no more you. So I I really feel like when you had that tremendous blessing from that nurse, she was just really in the zone of just moving from this place of pure love. So it was it was much more than just coming from her. So I, I think that's a fantastic story. And when that happened, then did you start to heal and then you just became a bright, a little bit more joy or, or what was it? What happened? You know, I, don't, I mean, I healed, obviously, because I was I had meningitis and I, I was OK after. But I think it was just more about it was it wasn't something that I was really conscious of until later. Um, and, and like you said, you know, um, you know, being a bedside, I don't think people realize that every every person can affect someone else no matter what they're doing you know sometimes it's just in line at the grocery store you can change somebody's whole life by saying something or acknowledging something and to to understand that that human connection is so powerful whatever we're doing wherever we are um that we are all connected you know that's, yeah that's really beautiful and i have a question um do you feel that in this lifetime when we're um operating in this almost in a way illusion power trip ego world mm -hmm. that on the other side of this are we is it more of of connection and grace or are we as alone now as we'll ever be in our spiritual process or do you know what i'm trying to say like is this a is this a, a hard place or is this just a, a level of potentiality in that well, I think we're always just alone. I think that's the thing that that we we spend so much time searching outside of ourselves. And I think I found that just being living here alone and being by myself, like trusting that 
wherever I go, I have to really rely on my own self-love and self-nurturing. So um, I, I think I think it's more about we haven't really been taught to self-nurture and trust that we're never alone, even if we feel, even if we are alone. I, I, I'm not sure that is um, answering your question. Um, well, I feel like it is. I feel like you know, step one you're saying is to remain the caretaker of your of your of your spiritual garden. That it has yeah. to be first, and then all other connections will 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 be there. Will be available. The next thing will always come. Yeah. The most important thing is caretaker of your own, yes. uh, of your higher self. Yeah, exactly. Nurturing and, your soul. And so you're saying from caretaking your higher self trust just comes secondary after that because it's well well it comes almost you know naturally it's a pro yeah you're going the process of going in connects you to everything well and then you get signs like you'll get signs from people things will, you know things will show up in your life that will validate that the self-nurturing is worth it you know i can when i first moved here i remember just like being just really missing my family and my friends and just just eh feeling icky and I would walk down to the ocean and and I would sit there and a whale would pop up or a dolphin or something and I would just be like I'm not alone you're hearing me you're supporting me and I think if we took more time to be present I mean it sounds kind of airy fairy but there's so much in the present moment that that goes unnoticed that I think having been being forced to maybe be at home and be more present and not have so many distractions um there's there's a reinforcement in that trust if if we're paying attention yeah i was just thinking the other day like it's or last night like what what a trip it is to live on this planet as a human being like we don't realize how unique and spectacular we're walking yeah. around in this life we think is so regular and basic and has all these issues but it's like whoa like mind-blowing that we're hu humans with this way of living yes. you know, trying to figure out harmony with um the natural world like like what an incredible, unique blessing it it must really be for us as humanity to get the opportunity to really play this drama out. Like yeah. how, how interesting. And it is a drama and we are playing it out. And I think that's the thing. It's we chose to be here. You know, I think some people don't want to take responsibility for their soul's growth or the life times that they've chosen to expand their soul, but we all chose to be here at this time together and um, to help change humanity. We're, there's there's a lot happening right now that we're probably not going to be around in this lifetime to witness, but there's a big shift going on and, and the consciousness is changing and we are shifting more towards love and individuality and um, uniqueness and beauty um, and surrender than I think we have in thousands of years. So it's, it is magical and, and we need to view it as that. Um, even when there's all this chaos going on in, around in the world, there's something being shown to us by that, um, that contrast. Interesting. Well, I feel really lifted and I, I definitely am so grateful that you were able to spend some time with us. Oh, well. I'm, I'm honored to, I'm always honored to talk with you, Tanya. It's, it's, I'm, and I'm honored to do, you know, anytime I'm able to 
to talk with someone or help them see the brightness of their their own self it's it's humbling to me and and i'm i'm um graced to be able to um be in people's lives in that intimate space. So thank you for letting me in. Yeah, and can you just say out loud ways that people could potentially um, um, contact you? I'll put it in the comments below, but it, um, we can also say it out loud. I don't know what you prefer. Yeah, you know, I have, <laughs> it's so funny. I have friends, you should have a website. You have, it's like, no, you know what? I would rather talk with someone. I'm kind of old school. Um, I have my cell phone number. I, I mean, you have it. I don't know if you want me to say it or. Oh yeah, well, or what about your email? That way they could email my first. Finds, my email's fine too. Um, and that's Eileen's ideas um, at yahoo.com. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I'm all about conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love that you're here in Aptos. You've um, you're close to the hearts of so many people that I adore, um, and I just feel like I'm watching them them uh, them unfold as well. So it's just really, really unique and spectacular to have you in this in this area. So we're going through a lot as California. So it, it's just so so wonderful. I, I felt so much light um, talking with you. It's been really, really uplifting. So thank you so oh, much. Thank you, Tanya. Back at you, my friend. Back at you. You, you, are, you bring amazing light to the world too and, and own that and know that. And um, it'll, you, you, you know, you'll just be placed in more positions and opportunities to shed your light. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was well, there anything else, any last thoughts that you think that you w were thinking about earlier? No, I just hope, I mean, if, if, if anything, to understand that self-nurturing is not selfish, it's, it's mandatory, especially during these times, and we weren't taught to do that. Um, it's, it's, it's not selfish to nurture your own soul. And those and, and those things are, you know, a huge spectrum of things. Self-nurturing is a huge spectrum. So like we're talking food, exercise, the spiritual, quiet time, meditation, like all these all these beautiful things that you can you can um, grab. Right. There's so many. Yeah, exactly. If it feels if it feels warm and fuzzy, then you should do it. <laughs> OK, OK. Well, thank you so much, Eileen. I hope well, you have a wonderful Thursday. I can't wait to um, um, come on the podcast. Okay. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.